Hey, this is Jewel Bejavar Boo, and you're listening to the Fertility Life Coach Podcast, Episode 18. Welcome to the Fertility Life Coach Podcast, a show for smart, type A millennial women who want to get pregnant without the emotional roller coaster. If you want to learn how coaching can relieve stress and balance your hormones, then this is the show for you. I am your host, Jewel Bejavarpu, and I am an infertility and IVF warrior, as well as a certified life and holistic health coach. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, friends. Welcome to this week's podcast. I'm so excited to have Stesha Rukoff to talk to us all about PCOS. I know so many of you struggle with PCOS, and that is why I wanted to devote a whole episode because so many women find themselves with this issue while trying to get pregnant. Stesha is a board-certified holistic health practitioner who specializes in helping women reverse their PCOS symptoms and get pregnant naturally. After struggling for two years with multiple miscarriages, she was determined to get to the root cause of what was keeping her from getting and staying pregnant. What she found was an underlying hormonal imbalance, PCOS, gut dysbiosis, adrenal fatigue, and unresolved emotional trauma, which led her on a journey to heal her body from the inside out. Today, she is on a mission to help women take back their power and be the CEO of their own health and fertility journeys so that they can get pregnant with ease and become the empowered mother they've always desired to be. So welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. It's been like a long time coming. I know. I just, I absolutely love getting on podcasts, talking about this stuff. So many women are craving, literally craving to, to get the answers of this stuff. And, um, I couldn't be happier to be here. Yeah. So can you tell us like a little bit about yourself, your education, like what you do in your own words? Yeah. Um, so five years ago, I was actually um, a chemical and biological engineer. Um, and I thought that that's what I wanted to do forever. But it was through my own health journey and struggle with hormonal imbalances, getting pregnant. And I was always working on the side and just diving into this stuff. And women were coming to me and asking me questions and I was helping them. And it was a light bulb moment. What if this was, this is what I was meant to do, um, really turn my struggle into, into someone else's transformation. And it lit me up every single time I was educating, teaching, helping these women get to the answers that they wanted and really get to the outcome that they wanted, which was living a life of health and vitality and pursuing their dreams instead of just stuck in misery with all of these symptoms, thinking that this is just what it's like to be a woman. Um, yes. and then recently so many just, women are stuck like that. Yes. I, there was a quote, um, I think it was, um, when women have their health, their, their dreams are infinite, right? But when they don't have their health, their dream is one. It's just getting their health back. Meaning like everything else in life stops until we feel healthy enough and we feel like ourselves be able to go do these things that we want. Yeah, that's so true. So can you tell us like about your own fertility journey and like, what did you struggle with and like how you kind of overcame that? Like, tell us your story. Yeah. It, well, I thought I had all the answers. 
I, um, so after helping women heal their hormones, I, I focused a lot around women in CrossFit and high achievers who had burned themselves out, a lot of adrenal fatigue, hypothyroidism, PCOS going on. And that was my wheelhouse. I thought I had all the answers. I could help everyone, you know, move from point A to point B. And then it was my time to get pregnant. And um, we actually got pregnant just a month after our, after our wedding. It was kind of one of those things where I knew I wanted to be a mom, but I didn't know when. And then we got married and I'm like, this, I, I want to have babies with you. Like <laughs> it's just once that flip gets switched, there's no turning back. It's all you can think nope. about. Yeah. And so we started, got pregnant right away. And, um, just had this weird feeling that something wasn't right from the very beginning. And I I tried to, you know, shut the thoughts out. And my husband told me I was crazy, like, just relax, let it be. You're fine. Well, we were on our honeymoon in Hawaii and I started to miscarry and whole trip was ruined. Um, (laughs) just put it lightly. And it was from that moment where, the the path forward in my life in my in my career everything changed that was the pivotal moment for a couple reasons one i i realized i didn't have all the answers <laughs> i was very mm-hmm. humble two was it brought up so much emotional trauma from my childhood that I had been so good at stuffing down for the longest time. And here it was like this open sore, like exposed, like you're, you know, you can't, you're, you can't handle this. And everything that you've been stuffing down is now here front and center. And what I'm, what I mean by that, that emotional trauma is those beliefs that you're not enough, you're not worthy, you know, be ashamed of who you are and as a high achiever, you're so good at achieving things and making those beliefs and thoughts kind of, you know, live under the surface, right? Because I'm doing all these things. I'm, I'm enough. I'm worthy. And so when something like that happens where you start questioning that your body is enough to do the one thing that it was designed to do, that's when all of those beliefs and thoughts start just ruling your, your mind, your life, um, you know, and so that was a big one for me. That's where the transformation came. It wasn't about what supplements can I take to improve my fertility? It was healing what was, what was going on inside and really healing and tending and nurturing to that inner child that still hadn't healed from that trauma. So, oh my gosh, that speaks to me so much because I'm high achiever type a, I had adrenal fatigue. I did CrossFit. I, you know, did all the things, worked out of school on Wall Street when I was still in my teaching career, and also experienced hypothyroidism, low progesterone, estrogen dominance, all these hormonal issues, you know, endometriosis, all these things, and healing the emotional trauma from my childhood was, has been like a game changer, 100%. And like, that's a lot of the work I do with my clients is like, what is that emotional trauma that we need to heal? That's like not making our bodies feel safe and like creating that safety. So we're like, oh yeah, it's okay. We don't have to be stressed. We're safe to get pregnant and to like carry a baby. So yes, that resonates so much. And that's so amazing that you're doing that kind of work because that's really the missing ingredient in a lot of these 
fertility programs, right? And it's completely not even existent in Western medicine and at the time. I know, I know. Um, And I I talk a lot about getting to the root cause and, you know, functional medicine doctors, like they're they're doing much better than Western allopathic Mm -hmm. doctors, but they're still only looking at the physical body. When I'm talking about a root cause, it oftentimes is mental, emotional, 100%. Mm -hmm. Like you really get to that root and yeah, like we want to make sure we're eat, we're having the right vitamins and we're eating the right food, totally. but man, a lot of that stuff in terms of hormone balance and just the, the brain pituitary ovarian access is like, oh, we're safe. We're going from that survival mode to reproductive mode. And that's, that's exactly. Yeah, that is such the key. I'm so, I'm so excited that we're talking about this. It's nice finding like other coaches and practitioners who are like, yep, this is, this is where we got to start. Like that's where the work begins. So with tell, tell us more about your journey. So you do have a baby now. So you had that miscarriage, like what happened next? Yes. And so I just, I just want to say like for the women who are in this spot right now, right. They think that the only way out, the only way out of that emotional turmoil is to get pregnant, right? If I just get pregnant, all of this will go away. I can go on. I can be happy again. And I look back, hindsight's always 2020. I look back and I see what a blessing that I did not get pregnant right away because it was that year long journey of healing that emotional trauma, loving myself, showing myself that I was worthy, learning how to nurture myself (laughs) really. And through all of that, yeah, I was able to heal my hormones. Yeah. I was able to be, you know, improve my fertility, but what I learned from that journey, I was able to get pregnant naturally with ease, with joy, with zero connection to the outcome. And it's, it's that, that skill that you learn that you can take on, continue through pregnancy, motherhood, the postpartum journey, um, and, and really transfer those skills and those beliefs to your kids, to your children. I mean, that's really what this is all about, becoming that empowered mother. It's not just about seeing those two pink lines. It's what's the transformation that I'm going to go through now so that I can gift that to my kids, mm-hmm. raise empowered, enlightened children. I mean, that's the, that's the biggest mission. And so that was, that was the rest of my journey. And yeah, I did, I did get pregnant naturally. It was, it was an amazing pregnancy, amazing birth, outstanding postpartum, um, you know, zero hormonal issues, zero postpartum depression. I knew how to ask for help. I knew how to take time for myself. I knew how to be present and joyful. It's just like, I would have, I wouldn't be that mom today if I hadn't gone through that transformation. So yeah. that's life. That's life today. Oh my gosh. I love it. And like, again, everything that you said just resonates so much with me and my clients. I get so many clients and I'm sure you do too coming to me. Just like, I just need to get pregnant. Like everything will be better when I get pregnant. And we're like, okay. And I'm like, yeah, you're okay. Okay. Like mm-hmm. let's hold on. Let's take a step back here and like, look at the big picture and really develop those skills, like those emotional skills, those mindset skills, those strategies that like 
And that's why I say too to my clients, like, this is a gift that's going to keep on giving for the rest of your life that like, you're going to have these things and then your kids are going to have these tools. And like, we're going to be creating like an emotionally trauma informed, like community of people, of women. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so exciting. It's so big. It is. It's like our chance to really put an end to that generational trauma. Right. Yes. Like I didn't just pop out of the womb and, and and have these issues of worthiness. I got them from my mom. She got Mm -hmm. them from her mom. And 100%. It's like our chance to actually cut that off, start new, yeah. yeah. And then when you're healing that generational trauma and you're taking care of your health, cause you're like, Oh wait, like I'm taking care of my emotional. Like when you say, I just see so many women, like when they're really like, Oh, I can take space for myself. I can say, no, I can like become worthy. Then like the, the, the supplements, the diet changes, like all the more like medical stuff just becomes so much easier. Right. Do you find that as well? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. If we don't get to the root cause of that stuff first. It's, it's, it's a bandaid effect. It's mm-hmm. how can I play whack-a-mole with all the symptoms popping up? Oh, low progesterone. We'll just do progesterone cream. Oh, now you're not ovulating. We'll just do the Clomid. Oh, it's like, where does it end? Why are we doing this? We forgot the goal. The goal is not just to get pregnant. The goal yes. is to give birth to a healthy baby. You're healthy. Then the, and the baby graduates from high school, you know, and, and it's, and has all these incredible skills. So like extend that finish line from Mm -hmm. just the pregnancy test to, in fact, two decades out, that's where you're going to start to make different decisions. Um, You're going to look into things a little more. You're going to see the natural approach, want to heal your body instead of, ah, I've got to get pregnant. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So you work with like primarily women with like PCOS. Is that, am I right there? Yes. Um, like what exactly is happening with your hormones when you have PCOS and like, how does that affect your fertility? Yeah. And it surprises me, um, just, just the starting point of figuring out what PCOS is. It's like all gone wrong <laughs> in terms of understanding what it really is. Um, The first thing is believing that there is absolutely zero cure. And I'm using quotation Mm -hmm. marks around the word cure. Um, But I'll get to that in a second. Really what PCOS is, it's a, it's a barrel, it's an umbrella of symptoms. When Western medicine doesn't really know what to do with it, we call it a syndrome. It's just a collection of symptoms. And that's why one woman with PCOS can have a couple of these symptoms Another one with PCOS has a couple of other ones. Maybe you have all of them. And that's because there's root causes of how these symptoms come up. I use the analogy of, you know, a family reunion, right? That's one event. And everyone gets to that family reunion differently. Someone flew in, someone walked down the street, someone did a combo of driving and flying. Like we all got to PCOS differently. Mm -hmm. different genetics, different childhood, different nutrition, different belief systems. And so that's why taking an individual approach to someone with PCOS is so important. You got here different than Mm -hmm. the girl next to you. So that's the first thing to really consider. Now what's happening inside the body. Uh, Usually it's, there's usually like three 
three root causes of PCOS when we're looking physically. Um, the, the biggest one is insulin resistance. And there's a misconception about insulin resistance in that, oh, if I'm eating sugar all day, I'm, I have insulin resistance, I'm diabetic, et cetera. Where I see most insulin resistance start to come up is the chronic yo-yo dieting. That's where the insulin. So you might think I've been dieting for years. I've been watching, trying to watch my weight for years. Um, I've exercised super hard. Like I don't eat a lot of calories. And when I hear that, it tells me, okay, you probably wake up, you skip breakfast. You have a couple cups of coffee. Finally at 11 AM, you're starving, shanking, hangry. So you reach for, you know, that apple you had, that's not enough, right? So you get to 3 PM and you can't take it anymore. So you So you dive into that bag of, uh, you know, popcorn or Oreos or sweets, you know, some kind of little quick hit just to get your energy up. And what we've essentially done is just taken a roller coaster ride of blood sugar ups and downs. Cause when you skip meals internally, your blood sugar is cascading up and crashing down when you're eating you know, that bag of M&Ms because you just can't take it anymore. Again, another blood sugar up and down. And what happens is a ton of blood sugar, a ton of insulin, eventually our cells just become numb to Mm -hmm. the high insulin, high blood sugar. And so your body's pumping out more and more and more insulin. Well, the effect that this has on your ovaries, that's where it starts to impact fertility because that excessive insulin is just bathing your ovaries. And that is where, okay, we're now we're not ovulating instead of producing estrogen, the ovaries producing a lot of testosterone androgens. Mm -hmm. And so that's where women with PCOS um, find that they have maybe some chin hairs, facial hairs, um, even receding hairline, um, you know, just excessive body hair in other places, uh, the cystic acne or just oily face big pores, oily face. Uh, and that's, that's where those symptoms come from. It's that those androgens being produced by the ovaries. Um, now the, and that's the second root cause. The third root cause is just overall inflammation of the body. Mm -hmm. And again, high insulin will do that. Um, chronically high stress is going to do that. So there's, there's three, there's three different pillars really happening all at once. And it's really all just kind of coming from one place. It's I'm not enough. My body's not enough. I need to diet to look a certain way. I need to exercise super hard to look a certain way. I need to work my butt off in my career, school, whatever, to be a certain way. And you're just grinding your body into the ground adrenal hormones are spiking the yo-yo dieting. So we have insulin resistance and that really is the concoction of (laughs) what creates PCOS. Um, They all just kind of feed on each other. So. Yeah, totally. 100%. And that, and just like the insulin resistance, like that's not only for PCOS, that's for so many hormonal disorders. It all starts with insulin resistance. It all starts with that, like are, it's my blood sugar balanced. So I think that's like super, like so important. So like with that, how do you heal PCOS naturally and be and get pregnant? Like yes. as doctors are like, you need, no 
Yeah. It's like you're stuck. Sorry, go on the birth control pill, which we know perpetuates it. You're exactly right. Yeah. Like first let's, I mean, let's talk about the conventional way of treatment. Yes. (laughs) Um, And and that is really, okay, let's, so you're not getting your period, you know, let's put you on the birth control and let's regulate your period. Let's get your period coming every 30 days. That's our first step. Um, That's the first lie we were told. women with PCOS and just really any women in general having PCOS or sorry, PMS or irregular menstrual cycles, symptoms of that sort, even acne, right? Birth control pill will fix that. And I see this running rampant where women truly believing that, yes, this is regulating my period. And, you know, you, you know, as, as, as good as I do is that the way the birth control works is we're just going to flood your body with a ton of synthetic estrogen, trick your brain into thinking that you're making enough and really just cutting off the communication between your brain and ovaries. So it really is a chemical menopause is what we're doing. Yeah. Ovaries go dormant. Yeah. 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 And you're so not that- even getting your real period. It's just a withdrawal bleed. So it's not even like regulating your periods because you don't get a real period on the birth control, which I think is so funny. Like that doctors are like, regulate your periods. I'm like, what period? That's right. Yeah. And, and there is some concern, you know, you, doctors do mean well, they're looking and saying, yeah. okay, you're not bleeding. We know that the menstrual tissue, we know that the uterine tissue needs to be shed monthly. We don't want this to build up, become cancerous, what have you. And so in their eyes, it's better to like shed this stuff every 30 days than just let it lay dormant like that. So that's their thought in, in the process. My thought is let's ask why we're not ovulating (laughs) instead of, you know, band-aid that and let two decades go by. And when you do want to get pregnant, this is where I come in, right? Oh, I've been on the birth control pill for, for, for 20 years and I'm, we're ready to get pregnant. And and, um, and, and it's just not happening. My period is not coming back. And so, so, so that's really the first thing that doctors will do in terms of treating PCOS. Mm-hmm. The next thing is metformin. And mm-hmm. so the way that metformin works is that it's, it is proven to improve insulin sensitivity, but at what cost there, there are a lot of side effects. Um, the biggest one specifically is, um, your, your gut, your intestinal tract, um, the gut microbiome, there's a lot going on there. I don't even think we've just pulled back the curtain and and really know what's going on, but that's the biggest side effect women will have like out of control bowel movements all day, every day, and they continue to take it. Um, so that definitely has an effect. Um, there's also studies showing that metformin does cross the blood placenta barrier. So now not only are we affecting our body's mitochondria, uh, we're also influencing our babies directly. So um, in my opinion, it's a huge danger disservice to prescribe something like that, especially when women are trying to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the, those are the two biggest ones. Um, now the way that we reverse naturally is, is we've got to get to your specific root cause. So I've talked about that, right. Where different women come to PCOS in different ways. Yeah. Um, some women simply are more prone to PCOS lookalike symptoms, just coming off the pill. And so we just need to recognize that like, okay, were you diagnosed with PCOS before going on the pill? 
Yes or no. If no, maybe we're just having some transient symptoms, um, you know, some birth control withdrawal symptoms that look like high androgens, irregular periods. So first I look at that. Um, second is, yeah, I was diagnosed with PCOS. Um, and then I was put on the birth control pill and now I'm coming off and I have all of these, um, issues rearing up. That is where totally lost my train of thought. Oh, that is where we'll want to look at what is the root cause of that. Mm -hmm. So insulin resistance is typically the first one. Um, inflammation is usually systemically going on as well. So the first thing we do is tame inflammation, looking at what food triggers are coming into our body, environmental triggers are coming into our body and really affecting our immune system, causing that high alert, red alert. Um, and it typically comes down to gut health, healing the gut. That's the first step. Yeah. And so I going through the four R gut protocol, it's like start to finish, follow the process by the end. Like we're going to have a gut lining that um, has integrity. It's not a leaky gut anymore. We're not letting in those environmental toxins anymore. So that's a, that's the first step. Second is balancing blood sugar. Like you mentioned, mm -hmm. teaching women how to eat, um, not through macros or calorie counting or, or anything obsessive like that, but instead coming from a place of, look, we need to nourish your body. Likely this has been the first time in your life where you're actively nourishing your body. Mm -hmm. And what I see happens a lot is, okay, women want to be healthy, right? So they go on a diet, they eat super clean, restrict calories like crazy. And it just ends up in this yo-yoing type effect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so what I teach is the four by four method, which is where we're literally eating balanced foods across balanced meals across the day. Each meal has balanced proportions of, of the macronutrients and we don't get into proportions. Um, your body, when you start tuning into your body and body awareness, it's going to tell you exactly how much to eat and, and, you know, when to eat it. But I give them that template because it is the first time, like, how do I eat so many women? How do I eat? I know. Cause we're not taught this in schools. Like our, I know like my mother and most mothers, like they, that generation wasn't taught this. So it's like new education, new ways of eating, new ways of thinking. Oh my gosh. It's so good. Keep going. <laughs> and again, what's, what's this going to be rooted in? Like if we don't get to the root cause of I'm worthy enough to nourish my body. Yeah. If you know, if I'm not worthy enough of sitting down and chewing my food slowly, if I'm not worthy enough of picking out the, the more expensive organic natural mm. food instead of the quick stuff, then, then this is, this is not going to be sustainable. You know, you're going to try it for one day. It didn't work for me and go back into that rooted belief of I'm not enough. I'm not worthy that this is never going to happen for me. So it is like a, um, well connected. Yeah. It's all connected. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then just moving right along, the next step is reframing the stress response. So yes, we hear a lot about reduce stress, reduce stress, reduce stress. And if you're anything like me, like it's starting to just go over my head, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Reduce stress. Like, how am I going to do that? Like I've got all these jobs and mm -hmm. responsibilities. And so it just kind of goes right over your head and you don't do anything about it. What I teach instead is look, life is going to happen. Are you going to perceive it this way? Or are you going to perceive it that way? Yeah. And teaching them how that just their perception of 
what's causing you stress today, that person cutting you off in traffic and totally ruining the rest of your day is simply going to roll off your back tomorrow with what mm-hmm. I teach you. Right? Yeah. That different perception. Totally. So, so you can imagine like, wow, if the things that are triggering my adrenal glands, that stress response all day long, every day, they don't tomorrow, how much better am I going to feel? How much more in the relaxed resting, digesting, healing state, how much more of that am I going to be in instead of just like tense and anxious and fearful and, and, and that way of being. So that's huge too. Um, and that's really the third step of, of reframing stress response. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then the fourth step is taking a look at our physical environment Um, that's where we look into toxins. Um, what are we putting on our body? If there's anything left that we're eating, you know, condiments here and there stuff in our pantry, let's look into that stuff. And, and I teach women, like, let's not go crazy here. There's going to be a lot of stuff that we can't control, but why don't we do the best with the stuff that we can control and, and just, and just leave it at that and know that these changes can take six months to a year to, to make, Mm -hmm. Start with the stuff that you're lathering on your body every single day, the body lotion, the shampoo, hairspray, uh, the foundation of your makeup, even nail polish. Like what is the stuff that you're putting on your body every single day? Let's make those swaps first. And then as cleaning supplies run out here, let's buy these ones. And so it's just like kind of a fun, we actually do before and after (laughs) of like pantries or, um, our cupboards of our bathroom, right? We do before and after pictures of this was my cupboards before here's after it's a chance to just organize declutter, get all that crap out of there. When I first did this, I had, I had lip gloss from high school. Oh my gosh. The body works lotions, you know, it's like, get this stuff out of here. So that's the fourth step. Um, And then the fifth and final is just like small little tweaks, balancing hormones. And oftentimes by the time women get to this fifth step, there's really nothing to be done. Your body has healed itself. When you remove those triggers, um, you fill the nutrient gaps, Mm -hmm. your body is amazing, impeccable at at healing itself. Um, But some examples, if like things haven't happened yet is maybe just a little bit low progesterone, um, or, or some estrogen detox, we can do a really gentle, uh, cleansing liver mm-hmm. cleanse. So yeah, just tiny little tweaks at the very end. Unfortunately, women are jumping to the very end first without doing all of that work beforehand and getting frustrated that nothing's sticking, nothing's working. I'm just jumping from supplement to supplement. Um, I'm increasing the dose of my medications and that's really the, that's really the secret. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing all this information. I think this is like so important. And I know my listeners are going to love this episode because like, this is the real stuff. Like this is how you do the work. So tell us how women who are struggling with PCOS hormonal imbalances, really, I feel like anything can like find you and work with you. I would highly recommend um, jumping into our mini course, PCOS Fertility Breakthrough. Um, In fact, I I, um, require all my clients to go through that course first because really what we're doing is demystifying those lies that we've been told about PCOS. Um, That's essential to start just empowering ourselves before we head into the journey. 
Um, you're also going to walk away with some tangible things as well. Um, you'll get to the root cause of your specific PCOS. Um, you'll, you'll learn how to identify if and when you are ovulating with PCOS and what to do if you're not. And then also how to decode your period and, and give you information of what hormonal imbalances might be going on. Um, and then really walk away and understanding how to nail down that fertile window uh, so that you can get pregnant naturally with PCOS. So um, definitely give you the link to that one, PCOS yeah. Fertility Breakthrough. Um, and that's where I recommend starting. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I am so excited to share this episode with my listeners and have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. If you love this podcast and if you have liked what you have heard so far, I would love it if you could leave me a five-star rating and review. Reviews help others find this podcast and help them get the strategies that they need to thrive during infertility. Remember to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss another episode. If you want to take this work to a deeper level, then I have the perfect coaching program for you. Go to www.simplyjewel.com forward slash empowered infertility to learn more about my signature one-on-one coaching program. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fertility Life Coach Podcast. See you next time.